Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. You're listening to The Swinger University with Ed and Phoebe, an educational podcast about swinging. Nothing in life comes with a manual, so our intent is to provide a concise podcast to help make sense of the complex and fluid nature of sexuality and swinging as a hobby. You will hear about our growth, challenges, and excitement through our personal stories. We will offer our suggestions on what works well and what doesn't each step of the way. We appreciate the existing Swinger Podcast community and hope our offering will enrich an ever-growing sex-positive society. This podcast discusses sexuality between consenting adults and is intended for mature audiences. We are not licensed professionals, and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we are going to talk about the April 2019 Bliss Swinger Cruise. We'll talk about what to expect, what to bring, and some of our fun. Our ship hosted 1,500 couples, which facilitated a lot of great conversations, connections, and copulations. So let's get sailing. So what is a swingers cruise? Well, we weren't sure what to expect. We'd heard some good things about them. We'd uh, talked to couples over the years about various destination events, the desire resorts, the cruises, hedonism, Hedonism. and we decided to try a cruise. And and I can't remember why we picked the cruise over anything else, but it was just, it it was just one of those spur of the moment things where we were like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's pull Mm -hmm. the trigger and Mm -hmm. let's just go. Yes. And we'd heard enough good things, but we kind of went into it with... Uh, almost a, a a naive anticipation of fun. Right. We just knew it was going to be fun, but we didn't know exactly what that meant. Right. Of course, I had a lot of questions, and I asked my friend some things. But still, as many questions as I asked, it still didn't 
paint the picture that it was because everyone's experience is different. Yeah. Uh, we were learning things about the cruise today when we were preparing for the <laughs> podcast that, that we didn't even realize at the time. So it doesn't matter how much research you do, how much, how many podcasts you listen to, right. et cetera. You're still going to learn things and you're going to discover stuff after the fact and even on the cruise. So anyway. And the the only thing I would say is that, you know, if you're going to go, um, just go with the intent that you're obviously going to be on there for five or seven days and make the best of it. If you, if you start to freak out, <laughs> yeah, take a deep breath, take find a, a nice breath. quiet place and, and reconnect. Right. So, so let's talk about this a little bit. So here's some basic facts about the bliss cruises that are going on right now. Uh, first, first fact, there is a spring and a fall cruise. Now, we did an April cruise, so it was a spring cruise, and it's a five-day cruise. And the boat that we happened to be on was about 1,500 couples. So that means that there's 3,000 people on the boat. Mm-hmm. Quite a few people. Mm-hmm. There's also a fall cruise. Now, the fall cruises are seven days. So you get two extra days, Woo-hoo. which... At the time, sounded like too much, yes. but after we were on day four or five, we were like, oh my God, it's going to be over. Yeah. We just I got our we, groove on. I wish we the, had two more days. I, I had so much fun. <laughs> it was. It, it was a blast. The fall cruises, at least the ones that we've looked at and the ones we've signed up for, are on larger ships. They go for seven days. You get the, the two extra days. And one of them that we were looking at has three thousand couples now this is an absolutely massive ship so the 2021 cruise is going to be on something called the oasis of the seas and it's it's jibungus uh, <laughs> like that's just that's over what we didn't even meet half the people on the cruise i mean you, you got to figure meeting some percentage of 1500 couples mm-hmm. double that mm-hmm. so there's some good things there. Uh, one of the really cool things about having that many people of this mindset all in one place is more likely than not, you're going to find somebody who you can get along with, assuming mm-hmm. that you can find them, which we'll describe in some of the, the, the pieces of this, how to increase your chances of finding somebody who is of like mind or at least, you know, like sexual preferences. Exactly. Uh, the other thing to consider between the two different ship sizes are amenities. So what's on the ship? The larger ships have rock walls and water slides and more playrooms and more pools. And probably, and we haven't been on a larger cruise yet, but probably more opportunities for different kinds of events going on all at the same time. So typically on our ship, there were three or four events going on all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So there was always something going on at the pool. There was always something going on in the, this one forward area called the constellation room. And there was something going on in the martini lounge and in this other bar area. So there's almost, Oh, and there was stuff going on in the conference Conference room, room. which we didn't even realize we, we missed the whole conference room thing. (laughs) I know. So just to, that that gives you an impression of how 
huge this thing is. I mean, it's an absolutely massive ship, and there's just so much to do, which is why we've booked two of the seven-day cruises for the future, because we don't want to miss out on anything. Exactly. And, and it's one of those things where even if you stay up until three o'clock in the morning, we still missed stuff. Yeah. And I never thought I'd stay up that late. And no. I did. No, we're, we're like nine o'clock. In bed. In bed. <laughs> I like my sleep. And, and, and other things in bed. Yes. But <laughs> we're typically not the night owl, stay up late, party till the break of dawn kind of people. No. Um, to, to not age us too much. We're getting too old for that shit. So anyway. We prefer our sleep. We prefer our, our quality time. And, yes. and we're not really big partiers, but there's so much to do. And there's yes. so many people to meet. Yes. Anyway. So. And we liked spending most of our time in the playroom. <laughs> we, we did. And we opted a lot of times to, to move to a playroom instead, instead of, of hanging out in a dance, dance club. club. We like dancing. Yeah. We like dancing a lot. But. but I'm there to... We're in Rome. We're going to be like Romans. I'm just saying. Yes. So we were Roman. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, that was so fun. Can't wait to talk about that. So. Yes. And, and I'm using so a lot. So I'm going to try and cut that out. Here are some of the things you want to bring on the cruise. We had a suggestion about contact cards. We affectionately called ho cards. And they're they're great to hand to people that you want to stay connected with on the cruise or off the cruise. And I'll go into those details in a, in a second. But it is I will say it is difficult to stay in touch with people on the cruise even if you've given them a card. Um, if they don't have the, didn't buy the internet package and they don't have their phone on them because then you can't text them. And right. a lot of the apps like kick or I think Facebook messenger worked, right. but if they're not, if they don't have the kick app or, or whatever app is going to work on the internet, everybody's on, the boat, on a different app, you're not going to be able to connect with them. So, and like I said, a lot of people aren't carrying their phone. They just left it in their room. I stopped carrying my phone probably the second day in because mm -hmm. nobody else had their phones. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're at the pool, most people are not bringing their cell phones. Right. You're, you're dancing, you're drinking, you're splashing around. Like yeah. getting in contact with people is, is yeah. hit and miss at best with a phone. Right. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. So, but what the, the cards do provide is a contact, a way of staying in touch with people, a, a face picture. So our cards have a picture of our face on there. They have our phone number. They have our kick account. They have our email account. And 
what our else? profile name. So on all name. the different sites that we're on. Yes. And on the back, we included the QR code so that people don't have, they can just scan it and it goes, all that information goes right into their contact list. Right. And you don't have to worry about typing it, mistyping it. So if they really desire to get in touch, they just scan it and they have everything. So we just try to make it easy for people. I thought it was great marketing because if you want someone to really contact you, then make it easy. Absolutely. Give them, give them everything that they need in order to get in contact with you. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we put on the cards was a, a small spot to uh, write in a yes. room number. Now we didn't print our cards with our cruise room number on. Why? Because I knew I wasn't going to give out a hundred cards on the cruise and I'm going to use these again. We're going to use these again at different events. So when we do a hotel takeover or we're going to a party, we can write our hotel room number on those exact same cards. Yep. They're reusable. We can use them in multiple places. So there you go. The other thing that people bring to are on the cruise are door decorations. We heard a, a lot about this on several forums and we didn't go too crazy with that. Some people went super crazy. They brought pictures, uh, whiteboards, all kinds of magnet things. And what we found mostly is that they're just entertainment, entertaining. Uh, some people would use a whiteboard to say where they're going to be. And at first we tried that, but then yeah, we, we're always changing our mind. We'd run into somebody and we're like, right. well, we were going to the martini bar, but we ran into this other couple and they wanted to go to the gelato bar. So we followed them to the gelato bar. Exactly. So it, it's, it, it's difficult to communicate in that way. But what I would say is for the door decorations, if you're going to do something, go big. So if you're going to bring a couple back to your room, the biggest thing that we... The best thing that we saw was someone put a big red boa all the way around their door, which was fabulous because even if they forgot the number, but they remembered that you were on, that their number started with a two and right. which meant you're on the second, second floor, second floor. All they had to do was walk up and down the length of the ship and look for the red, big red boa. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. So that's what we're going to do next year. Yeah. So we'll pick something that's easily distinguishable from everybody else's door. Mm -hmm. We'll find something. We'll find something that will be distinguishable from all the way down the hall. See, the yeah. advantage is someone steps down into this hallway and they look down this long column of doors and there it is. There's the, I don't know, dancing monkey. Who knows? Oh. Something fun hanging right off the front of the door you mm -hmm. can easily find that door so we'll be like hey come to the tiki room and they'll be like tiki room and there it is oh, anyway that's fun clothing so <laughs> we actually did really well with packing for yes. this trip we plotted out our clothes well in advance uh, you even took photographs of all of the outfits. Oh my God, ladies, this helps so much. I took, I laid it out on the bed. I happen to have a black bedspread, so this really helped. And then I stood on a step stool and I took a photo. I tried to coordinate bottoms with tops. So bottoms you can typically wear a few days in a row and you just switch out your tops, you know, if they get smelly. 
So I laid out the outfits on the bed, took a photo, and then created an album in my iPhone called Cruise. And that way I could just see what matched with each, which each outfit, what jewelry I was going to wear, earrings, the shoes, the whole nine. The whole ensemble. It was so easy. And, and I'll... And there's another tip that I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Because the, the, the trick about this, and we've kind of launched into it without really explaining it, there's a theme every single night. So, for yes. example, there was a 007 theme. There was a... Glow night. Glow night. BDS. Uh, no, it was monster... Monster and fetish. fetish. So, some people dressed up in, like, Halloween costumes, and other people were just in leather and bondage gear. Right. Um but your cruise will have different themes. And so every night will have some kind of a, a theme for people to rally around and have specific costumes for. Mm-hmm. And we had Super a blast. Fun. Oh my we gosh. had a blast with it. So fun. And we didn't go crazy with it. We had some of this stuff or we repurposed things that we'd done before. Like glow parties are very common in our area and we've been to several of them and we've we've started accumulating outfits and mm-hmm. accessories for for these kinds of events. So for us, it was really easy to get some of this stuff together. So for your theme <laughs> outfit, we'd kind of put all of this stuff together ahead of time because we, for a couple things, I needed some pieces that I didn't have for, for costume. There was mm-hmm. a uniform night, for example, mm. and I didn't have shorts that I wanted to wear. So mm-hmm. I ordered some from Amazon, which were these very tiny, uh, <laughs> Sexy, sexy lace shorts. up over the crotch. Yeah, like almost like a kind of reminded me of like a football. They were kind of like football pants, pants yeah, but they but were short, short. very short. <laughs> sexy. Yeah. So the the theme outfits. You you should describe what your tip is for next year because you learned something after you did yes. all this, and you're going to try in this next year. And and by the way, while while Ed had to put together things that he had in his closet, and he only had to add a few accessories. I went a little hog wild, and I got myself on Fashion Nova, and I like shopped the heck out of it, and found some fabulous, very inexpensive outfits. Just be aware, check the sizes, check the sizes, check the sizes, because sometimes they don't quite fit the way you want them to. Anyway. I coordinated all the shoes, jewelry, necklaces, all the other stuff, you know, what I'm going to, how I'm going to have my hair with that outfit. I laid it out on the bed and then I put it in a nice jewelry, um, travel case. But next year, it was a pain in the butt, like undoing everything and repackaging back in there. Next year, I'm just going to get these little tiny bags and I'm going to just... Pin them to the outfit. That way, right. the necklace, the earrings, the rings, whatever, bracelet is all together in a little tiny bag pinned to the outfit. Then I just dump it out and I dump it back in because I don't have time to like coordinate and attach everything back into the. Plus, finding it in the little attache. Yeah. It was just a little bit too annoying. I like to be organized, but that was a little too annoying for me. I got things to do. This cruise was super fun, and the least thing you want to do is be in your room too long. Exactly. And that's, that's the one advice that we had, or or that was the takeaway that we had at the end of ours, which was we spent way too much time in our cabin. Well, most of it was 
sleeping. Some of it was sleeping and, and napping, but the, the kind of the preparation and yes. getting ready kind of stuff, we'd like to cut that down because we yes. missed, I think we missed some valuable time hanging out with people. But mm -hmm. to help with that, one of the other things that we're going to recommend for cruises is keep it simple. simple. Sexy and very little clothing and shoes goes a long way on a cruise. Oh, yes. The long and short of it is uh, there were a lot of people who spent most of their time up at the pool. Mm-hmm. And, and it was naked, except for when we were in port. So when you're in port, you have to have clothes. Once you're three miles out to sea, right. everything comes off. And I can tell you, having walked through that pool area for five days, no one was wearing any clothing. Well, Very few. There were some people who wore clothing. For, for those who were a little bit more shy or demure, then they would wear something. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. like that bathing suit that they just spent 50 or 80 dollars on there is that too <laughs> but the most for the, for the most part people were topless or naked right and just having a blast yeah everybody was dancing having fun and it was not a big deal so if you consider that this is for the most part a nudist mm -hmm. event people who enjoy being naked you don't need clothes for that. No, nope. a and swimsuit, maybe a cover up just to get back and forth down through the halls, some flip flops and whatever you're wearing for the evening. And that's it. And so, if you got, if you're on a day excursion, shorts and a top or whatever you're wearing to the day excursion. Absolutely. So ours was in a, uh, in the Caribbean. And so the weather was in the 75 to eighties. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, n nice, breathable shorts, clothing, Something like that for the excursion. If you're doing something a little bit more adventurous, plan accordingly. We did scuba diving, which was an adventure in and of itself. Hmm. Um, the we wore some uh, sun shirts to basically cover up mm -hmm. our our skin so that we didn't get burned. Because the worst thing to have happen is get sunburned. Oh yeah, on a five day cruise. Oh yeah, don't which do that. We saw some people doing. Ooh. We don't recommend it. No. So. We've we've covered the excursion. We've covered the bathing suits. Uh, one thing that was on our boats, which we didn't know, was there were robes in our cabin. So we didn't even need to bring robes, which was great. Mm -hmm. The the theme night stuff. You've covered shoes, basically heels, men, something to walk around on the excursions, something to dance in, uh, and flip flops, and that that was pretty much it. Mm -hmm. The um, oh, and of course, if you're going to play in the playroom and you like to entice and maybe offer a little bit of uh, concealment before the unwrapping, <laughs> lingerie. And and there were lots of women who wore lingerie yes. even at the pool. Oh, yes. So it was pretty common to see women walking around in really amazing outfits mm -hmm. and or lingerie. Mm -hmm. 
all over the ship. I know. It was, it was so cool. We were sitting in the buffet one day, and this woman walks by in this tight little knit red... red well, it really wasn't clothing. It was more of like a, an orange bag in terms of just being stretchy, meshy, <laughs> lacy. Yes. Oh, delicious. Anyway, oh, it lots her of body fun. Beautifully. Yeah, beautiful body. Lots of fun. So let's talk. Let's talk about the first day on the ship and and what your experience was on that first oh, day. Oh yes. So I, I had been on one cruise before, I will admit it was years ago, probably a good 15 years ago. And, and I honestly, I don't remember a lot about it other than a few, uh, things about the entertainment on the ship and the excursions, but I'd never remember boarding the ship like this particular ship. And I realized that each cruise was different on what they offer you some people drink some ships will offer drink packages that are included some are not included some offer this premium package it's all different there's quite the array our ship offered your basic beverages if you wanted anything special like a fancy coffee or a smoothie or a mixed drink well, I'm sorry. There was an intermediate package for like special coffees and smoothies, maybe. I don't really know because I didn't buy the drink package. And then you buy a drink package for alcohol. The drink package for alcohol was $75 a day per couple and you couldn't per share. Per person. I'm sorry, per person. Yes. Couldn't share, which which we figured out was about the drink was uh, $10 a drink or $9 a drink. You'd have to drink eight. You can do the math. About eight drinks a day to get your money's worth. We've never drank eight alcoholic beverages in a day, and we weren't sure how the pour was going to be. So we thought <laughs> we are going to wait to see how generous these bartenders are and what kind of alcohol they're going to have on the boat before we buy the package. Right. Because at the end of the week for two people, that's an extra $750. And we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That was, almost a, that was almost one of the plane tickets. <laughs> yes. Almost. Well, almost. more than a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah. So we we get on the ship. They they are there are people asking you to you know book your dinner reservations for specialty restaurants. There was a, a sushi on five, so they had like naked sushi and special special sushi sushi restaurant. There was a um, cuisine restaurant, so it's like a 3D dining experience. There was, I think, another steakhouse type of restaurant. And we decided not to partake in any of that based on some other reviews that we had had heard of that that the food was just okay. So we thought, well, we'll save a few bucks and we won't do that. So we weren't signing up for that. We had already signed up for our excursion ahead of time because we were told that was a good thing to do. And so... We bypassed all those people, which was fine. They handed you a glass of champagne, but then the people with the drink package were constantly bombarding and bombarding and bombarding. So what we just... So with this ship, we realized quickly that they were making a lot of money on the drink package and they were doing a lot of hard selling and constantly interrupting and asking you and asking and asking. And for me, it was, it was, uh, it was 
very unpleasant. So I had to go find a quiet place on the ship because after 30 times being asked, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite, ex my favorite experience of em em getting on the ship. Once we got on the ship, we met a lot of the staff, pers the cruise personnel that were there to facilitate individuals wanting to sign up for uh, excursions, drink packages, and the specialty restaurants. So you have an opportunity to do that at that time or right before the cruise. Right. We decided to do some of that before the cruise online so that we didn't have to do that at that time. So we bypassed all those individuals. They gave us some champagne and then we headed off to go have fun and explore the ship. Right. And one of the reasons why we chose to do something to, to book one of our excursions ahead of time was one of the other excursions in one of the ports that we were going to be in. We were going to be in Belize. There was a, uh, a clothing optional mm -hmm. snorkeling mm -hmm. expedition and it was on a catamaran and it sounded like a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but it sold out. Yes. And so we decided before the other one sold out that we were going to book it ahead of time because we want to do something right. on one of the shore excursions. So we did, we booked a, a scuba excursion and it was, it was great. I'm mm -hmm. glad we booked it ahead of time because it, it kind of took the worry out of it and we didn't have to manage any of that stuff once we got on the ship, but you can purchase or manage your excursions and these other packages that they have available once you arrive on the ship. You can also do it after you're off the ship, but it's not ship facilitated. So, Right. In other words, non-cruise sanctioned events and excursions. Right. And the cruise sanctioned events and excursions guarantee that they will get you back to the ship on time. And since this was our your first cruise and I hadn't arranged that on my prior cruise. I didn't want to mess around. I don't yeah. want to get left behind. Now the, so. And the cruise lines will also tell you that they vetted these excursions and the companies that are running these excursions, Yes, which is also a little bit of peace of mind. And, and they actually give you a little bit of a warning about doing things from, uh, from expeditions or these excursions that aren't affiliated with the cruise line because they can't guarantee your safety. So they kind of give you this little scary warning speech about right, bad things can happen to you. Anyway, all that being said, best thing to do, there's plenty of excursions. You can book it through the cruise. Just either take care of it ahead of time or do it through the cruise line. And it's easy. It's really simple. And I, there wasn't a marked cost difference between correct the the two different ways of booking excursions and so we just did ours through the cruise it was just easier the reason why you'll wander onto the ship is you won't have your baggage or S access to your room or access to your room these cruise ships dock and within what did we figure out? It was like four hours. Yes. They turn these boats back around and get them out. So everybody disembarks. All their luggage is taken off. The next people come on and all of their baggage comes on. They clean the rooms. They prep them and they bring the luggage to the room in four hours. 
1,500 couples in four hours. It could have been eight, but I, it, maybe it was four. But it was even, fast because even they, eight is because they disembark speedy. at eight yes. at eight a.m. We have to be out of our rooms at eight, and you can't board until eleven. Yes, right. So they're moving people on and off at. The... <laughs> it's insane. It's food. It's alcohol. It's luggage. It's, it's it's everything. It's quite the ballet. It's amazing in terms of getting all this stuff on. So. With that in mind, you won't have your luggage. You basically give that to them. They run it through their security checks. They run it through the, the scanner, just like at an airport. You're going to check your bag. But the bag checking process goes on to these, these little shuttles. Uh, the staff for each floor grabs the bags, and they wheel them up outside of your room. And they just, they just prop your bags up outside your room. So you will want to bring on with you a carry-on, just like on an airplane, with essentials. So if you want to hang out at the pool or you just want to explore the boat, you can figure out what you need to bring. Flip Maybe flops, some sunscreen, cover up, cover yeah. up swimsuit. And because you're in port, you have to wear a swimsuit. Oh, so that's don't, right. don't get all naked. That's right. They won't like that. That's right. So it's pretty simple. Now, one of the other things that they gave us, which we were dumb and we didn't pay attention, they gave us a gift bag. And it was a nice little carry-on bag, little satchel thing. It's like a grocery bag with a bunch of stuff in it. Some of it was brochures for other trips. Some of it was advertising. But most importantly, this particular cruise had a book. It was a printed <laughs> book. It's absolutely fabulous. We'd gotten a PDF version of it before the cruise, and we'd forgotten that they were going to hand them out. We had it in our luggage. <laughs> the whole week and it wasn't until we got home where we started looking through them wow this is really cool i wish we'd read this before <laughs> like i said it was dumb knowing that we're informing you read the manual it's right there they're going to give it to you it's really cool they give you all kinds of tips and tricks they describe the itinerary there's a I guess we're going to get into the, the itinerary, the daily itinerary later, but read the gift bag, go through it, see yep. what's in there. Yes. Great tip. The other thing that will occur prior to you getting to your room, I think it happened prior to you getting your room or right after you're allowed to go to your room. They all announce it by deck. Yeah. They when... have to make sure that everyone's on the ship. First, yes. before they do this. Yes. They call it a muster drill. It's an emergency drill. You, It's a safety training that you, you watch a video, you listen to someone speak, and you learn about how to get off the boat in an emergency. Yes. You're absolutely required to go. If you do not go, they will hunt you down. I'm it, not kidding. Oh, yeah. International maritime law requires all passengers to participate in the muster drill. <laughs> I almost didn't want to go. I'm like... See, they won't know. And we went and they called your number. Like if you didn't, if you weren't, the, oh, they scanned your card on the way they in. They scanned your card on the way in and they called your name. And if you were not present, they went and they, found you. Yes. And, and we've, we've actually heard some horror stories after the fact where if you don't show up to these things and they can't find you on the ship, they assume you fell overboard and bad things happen. Yeah. We knew someone who actually got kicked off the boat because they delayed the ship yes so long and short of it is 
go to the mustard drill. It's simple. It's fun. <laughs> they they make it a little bit of entertainment uh, because it is kind of a dry event. But they don't want to reenact the Titanic, so they want people to be able to get off the boat safely in the event that you hit an iceberg. Not that there's any icebergs in the the tropics, Caribbean. But yes. bad things do happen, and sometimes they want you to be prepared. Anyway. Exactly. Lastly, uh, the first. Well, we have this as a, on the first day of the ship, but you. On this cruise, we discovered that you'll find you'll find swingers. You'll even find some non-swingers. It may not be a high percentage, but there are people on there that just like that sexy environment. And they're thinking about swinging, but they haven't gotten there yet. Right. We'd actually met a couple that, that had, this was their third or fourth swinger cruise, and they haven't, they didn't swing with anybody. Not swingers at all. Not at all, but just entertaining the idea they're warming up to it perfectly fine you'll have couples who are there together that aren't couples couples that they're like just roommates they're sharing a room they don't play together but they shared a room but they go to each event as a couple or they go to each playroom that requires you to be a couple right and then they'll play they won't play with each other obviously because they're they're not there with each other but there but they're not right so, uh, you'll find some bi people. Um, I don't know if we found any lesbian or gay people there, but. No, but we did meet a lesbian couple after the cruise yes. at one of the after parties oh, and they such... will be on the next two cruises That's that we're right. going to be on, which we're really looking forward to because oh, they were God. amazing people. Very, very such sweet ladies. lovely women. So fabulous. Great personality. Funny and entertaining. You just energetic personalities that you just want to cling to. Which really brings home the point that there are fun people on these boats. Yes. And regardless of whether they're lifestyle or not, they're just fun. Everybody's mm -hmm. there to have a good time. And I've heard this about cruises. This was my first cruise, so I didn't know what to expect. But I'm hooked. I loved it. I loved the experience, and I loved all of the, the amazing people that we met on that ship. Next thing we're going to talk about is room service. It's amazing. They're the the attendants that service your room are very attend attending like they spend, they're on it they're on it i swear they have like the sixth sense or there's cameras or sensors of when you leave your room but they always know they time it perfectly and they make your bed and they turn down your bed and they're always fresh towels there's always fresh linens. Your room is always spotless. And I just loved it. And we, some people will tip their, their attendant daily. Uh, it's not required. It's nice, especially if you're asking them to do extra things for you, like bring you extra hangers, bring your extra towels, bring you, right. take your laundry serve, you know, laundry to service. We tipped our attendant at the end. Right. Yeah. And, it's uncanny. Like, it's almost freakish because we would literally, like, go get something at the buffet. We would come back and our room would be cleaned. It's like magic. Ta-da! It was, like I said, a bit freakish. It was fantastic, but amazing all at the same time. That they, <laughs> they had this stuff timed down. The other thing that they provide in your room each day is a daily itinerary. And that comes in the evening, I think. So the usually the night before. 
Mm-hmm. I think the attendant will bring that to you and put that on your bed after they do the turndown service. Right. Or when they do the turndown service. And the daily itinerary is something to to pay attention to. So if there's been any changes in the schedule, so that the book that we talked about that we didn't read, it has an outline of everything that's going to happen during the week. But there are changes sometimes. There are last-minute changes. And there's more specific time schedules in this daily itinerary. Now, the itinerary is great because you can plan out your day the night before and go, oh, great, there's a there's a seminar or there's a class or there's a pool party or there's a meet and greet that we want to go to and what time is it? And so you basically plan out your day and we circled the things that we wanted to go do and we kind of had a better sense of where we needed to be at different times of the day. And it was fantastic. It it let us not have to worry about trying to get to places because we knew ahead of time where we were supposed to be. And since you mentioned meet and greets, yes. Those are very valuable to go to if you can. You you may not be able to go to all of them because some of them are going on at the same time or some of them are going on at the end of the week and maybe you did a bunch of them at the beginning of the week. So I would encourage you to go. It's a great opportunity to meet other people without a lot of music and a lot of other fanfare and distractions going going on. Uh, they've got so many of them. They they This particular cruise had the under 45 and over 40 you know one was an under one was an over 45 uh, they had the non-swinger group they had the latin group the asian group french group just ladies uh the kinky group the sober and sexy group and the fun full versus soft swap group additionally there were three sex- sessions offered and something called a speed dating it was a couple speed dating we actually tried to go to one of them, but they filled up so quickly, yes. and we were 15 minutes early for it, that we weren't able to attend. Now, we've done some speed dating stuff before with uh, at a different event in Costa Rica, and it was fantastic. It was Super really fun. fun because it's not random. They, they facilitate it. They force you to move from couple to couple, and so it kind of pushes you outside of your boundary without Mm -hmm. feeling like you have to push yourself. Mm -hmm. So speed dating, absolutely recommended. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And you get to meet people who you may not have actually gone up to meet before because they just didn't look like someone you wanted to go meet. But you learn something new about these people. And you may go, actually, they're kind of fun. I wouldn't have approached them. But now that I've met them, I like them. And I'll I'll hang out with them or I'll look for them again. They're fun. It's a lot of fun. Except for the random guy in the speed dating in Costa Rica that kept asking me about my fantasies. And he wouldn't give it up. And I, this was really annoying. And I couldn't wait to move on to the next person. Your mileage will vary. <sighs> but we still recommend speed dating. Yes. Food. Oh, my God. So much food. So much availability mm. of food. So, and I didn't gain any weight with all that alcohol that I drank. It was amazing. Well, we didn't drink that much, the, no. honestly. But the food was available almost 24 hours a day. Yes. Uh, the buffet was open all the time. There were times where they had shut it down, where they were kind of refreshing Switch. the food or mm-hmm. switching from breakfast to lunch or something like but that. But they always had like this small little section of just like snacks. Absolutely. So there was there really was always something even when they were refreshing the food over. Yeah. So we talked about the specialty dining places, which are regular sit-down restaurants, uh, 
semi-formal, if you will, uh, napkin, fork, whatever. And then there's the buffet, but there's also a dining room, which is not extra. It's included with the package. And there's some pros and cons to those two different ways of eating. The dining room versus the buffet. The buffet. So in terms of seating, this is the first kind of pro and con. In the dining room, they pick where you're going to be seated. Now, if you come in with a group, they will seat you all together. If you don't come in with a group, you're going to be in a random group. That could be good. That could be bad. It's random. So it's a blind date with people who you've potentially never met before. Right. We'd heard from a couple that got seated with a group that was much older than them, and they felt a little bit out of place. We happened to be with a group of people who we knew. And so we, when we attended the dining room, we were all sitting together for most of the meals. Yes. So we didn't have that issue, but I could see how it could go either way. It could be a lot of fun. You may be seated at a table of just crazy, fun, sexy people that you wouldn't have met otherwise. And you're forced to sit together with them at dinner and they now have met you. And who knows what's going to happen after that. <laughs> Now, the buffet, you control your own seating. You you wander through the line, you pick up a plate, you load it up, and then you can scan and peruse the mm -hmm. dining area, which is just a bunch of random tables, and you, you, you pick your own target. Yep. I liked that. The buffet was nice. You, we, do, you shop for your food, and then you shop for your people. <laughs> exactly. And we, we met some great people at the buffet, and we had some good, good times with that. Now, the other thing to consider is time. So the sit-down dinner, the dining room, it opens at a particular time and it closes at a particular time. And everyone is shuffled in all at the same time. And so it's like a restaurant where you can end up having to wait half hour, 45 minutes to be seated. If you're in for a sit-down dinner where you want the full, you know, salad fork, dinner fork, butter mm -hmm. knife, regular knife, spoons, dessert, three-course meal thing, then definitely do it. Our recommendation, go early. Yes. If it opens at 6, show up at 6. Because if you wait, you're going to be at the end of the line with everybody else. We got there early with our group each time, and we were seated fairly quickly. Like, we walked in. The wait staff actually lines the corridor as you walk in and greet yeah. you as you come in. It's actually kind of fun experience. Once you, everyone's seated, then they're all running around being crazy wait people. So you don't get that experience. We saw that. That was fun. But even then, you still have to kind of wait, just like a restaurant, for every, everyone else to be seated, for food to be brought out. It comes in different phases. And so there can be a bit of a wait. It's usually about an hour to two hours to sit down and eat and then leave. Mm -hmm. and, and that includes dessert. And that includes dessert. Like I said, mm -hmm. it's, it's usually a three course. There's usually a, right. a, an appetizer or a salad beforehand. There's a main course and there's a dessert. Right. They offer coffee and, of course, wine or any alcoholic beverages that you would like whether right. you have the package or not. So that's available. The buffet, on the other hand, you control it. You walk in. It's 
fast to pick up whatever you want, as fast as you can walk around and grab whatever you want. And you have the flexibility to, to stay there as long as you want or as short as you want. There's a couple other tricks with the buffet that we found out. There's usually a special spot at the back of the buffet which offers a steak or an omelet bar. We didn't know about this until probably about halfway through the week. Mm -hmm. turns out in the morning there's an omelet bar, and they'll actually make you custom omelets. So instead of the prepared food, you get custom food, which is Mm kind of cool. And with uh, breakfast, they offer steak, but it's usually just pre-cooked. For dinner, though, you pick the exact slice of meat that you'd like, how well you'd like it cooked, and they cook it for you right there. It's kind of cool. So if you if you're a big steak eater, not a bad way to go. You get a you basically get a custom steak to order, and you, you you're not eating in the typical buffet fashion, which is like a heating tray of food. Right. The food was great at the buffet. Mm-hmm. There was Indian food. There was desserts. There was always a selection of desserts. We weren't big on the desserts, mm-hmm. but there's there's always fruit. There's Jesus. always bread, there's cheese, there's various meats. meats, there's there's all kinds of different ethnic foods, and usually there's a theme mm-hmm. that they offer, but Prices, there's usually curries. several kinds of things going on all at the same time. So even yes. if the main theme is Mediterranean, mm. they'll also be kind of complementary or, or opposing meal choices available at mm-hmm. the same time. Ugh. So okay. much, so much good food. And like I said... It was great for us because we got to nibble a little bit when we were hungry. We didn't have to overeat. It wasn't like we had to eat three times a day. We could, you know, when we were hungry, we would have some food. The other thing that the ship offered were demonstrations and classes. There were fun classes about the G-spot. There were, was a class on erotic massage. There was a blowjob workshop and a sexual energy workshop. And one of the classes, well, it wasn't really a class. It was like a private appreciation party for signing up with, you know, one of the travel agencies. And so they had this appreciation event. And so right. you got some free alcohol, and we they had two lovely ladies laying on this, you know, nice chaise lounge, and they had a variety of candies strategically placed all over their body so that you could, you know, nibble candy off their body, which was super fabulous. <laughs> super sexy. Lots of fun. <laughs> I know. So there's, there's a lot of classes and... and um, demonstrations that you can go to we we didn't go to any of them but we had heard some really wonderful things and we did go to one class and we may actually contact them later to see if we could do an interview with them it was a very interesting class about approaching and and basically meeting couples and and how you go through that process and it was great we learned a a couple things but it seemed it was more like a meet meeting new couples 101 kind of a class and it was a great class i'm sure a lot of people learned something from that but the the important thing 
to take away from this is there's lots of different things to do on the ship. So if you don't like to hang out by the pool and you want, and you're very educationally minded or you want to expand your horizons, mm-hmm. there's probably a class for it. Uh, yes. One of the ones that we missed out on, which we regretted was a squirting class, which oh. would have been so much fun. We'd heard stories about it afterwards and we realized that we could have gone there and had a lot of fun in that <laughs> class because, well, Phoebe's a bit of a ringer for that class. And, right. And we would have had fun just hosing people down. <laughs> anyway, that was later in the playroom. Yeah. Oh. Mm, so, yes. pool parties and games. So, one of the other things that happens on a regular basis, there's a pool on ship. Many pools. So many pools. And depending on the size of the ship, there are one or more pools. Right. This particular ship had one pool. It was a smaller ship. But... There were hot tubs, pools, and a dance area right next to it, and basically a wooden deck surrounding the whole thing, Mm -hmm. and there was always something going on there. They did some of the nighttime theme parties outdoors Mm -hmm. at the pool, but they also just had activities going on. Oh, that's true. The solarium was also a pool area. Oh, that's right. Yes. So there there were some party games there going on, and different groups would kind of host these pool parties. And they'd have these fun games. Now, what was fun was there's usually a food area there. There's music playing. So there were like hot dogs and hamburgers being cooked. It was like an outdoor barbecue thing. Kind of like a beach party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And lots of people, like I said, naked, dancing around the pool, having a good time. And vendors on the side, there was body painting. There was a lot of stuff Mm, going on at the pool. Toys. Jewelry, nipple jewelry, all kinds of fun stuff. Great stuff. Just just lots of stuff to fun. Uh, lots of fun to be had there. There were some games that happened. One of them was a a balloon inflating contest, but it was a pump. And there was a men's version and a ladies contest going on. And basically they had to grip the pump between their knees and stroke the pump to inflate these very long curly, curly balloons. And the person who inflated it the fastest and popped the balloon won the contest. Yes. It was fun to watch, but it was Hilarious. also fun to participate in because these people were actually competing for prizes. Like legit prizes. Yeah. Like $750 off of a Hedo trip uh-huh. kind of prizes. Yeah. We found out late. That would have been fun to participate in, but... It, we didn't know about the prize part, the prize part. And we didn't know about how you entered into the contest. I don't know if they just picked people at random or, or what, but we watched one of these contests. They were hilarious. They were a lot of fun. One guy broke his pump. Another lady was amazing at what she was doing. I, I don't know where she learned her technique, but it was, <laughs> it was fabulous. Super fast. And the, the other thing that I'll, point out about the pools is that they drain them nightly. So if you're worried about the cleanliness of the pools, they drain them and they clean them every single night and they refill them. Now they're saltwater pools, so they don't have that chlorine uh, Harsh. uh, harshness to mm-hmm. them. You you probably need to rinse your suit because it's got salt water in it, but it's not nearly as bad as chlorine. And they're fairly warm because... There's, they're heated and they're up on this top deck and lots of people are in them. Ah, so much fun at the pool. Oh my goodness. Yes. So 
One of the other things that you may want to consider is figuring out how to approach others. Maybe come up with an elevator speech, something that's going to allow a quick introduction and let individuals know who you are, where you're at in your you know, lifestyle and you know, what you're into. And Ed came up with an elevator speech for us. We didn't actually have the opportunity to use it. We, this was one of the things we read in the book after the cruise. And we thought, oh my God, this would have been perfect. Yes. Well, and we already have somewhat of kind of an elevator pitch because we've approached a number of couples yes. and we, we've, we've kind of got some of this stuff down already. Right. But... This is a really good technique for cutting to the point and not either wasting your time or someone else's time if you're not on the same page. Right. So here's an example. Hi, we're Ed and Phoebe. We love couples for soft and full swap, and she loves ladies too. We thought you looked like a sexy couple and wondered if you'd like to get drinks and chat in the martini bar. So it states who we are, what we're into, and there's a closing statement. And that is, this is what we're offering. You can join us or not. Exactly. It's non-threatening. It's direct. And it basically sets you up to either move forward or to move on mm -hmm. without taking a whole lot of time. Mm -hmm. So an elevator pitch is something that you could throw at somebody while you were riding down in the elevator or just in that amount of time. Yeah. So the, the irony is there's actually eleva several elevators throughout the ship, and they were great places to run oh, something yes. like this because you're always running into new people in the elevators. We met some very sexy people in the elevators and some people who didn't necessarily meet our tastes, but great opportunity to meet new people and to throw some game and see what happens. Exactly. Exactly. So now we're going to talk about the playrooms. Our favorite part. <laughs> I could wait to get to this part. This ship had a lot of playrooms. Um, this ship had, oh my goodness. I think there but, were four total. I think so. It was one they called the Fetish Theater. Oh, five. Continue. Yes. They had the conference room, which sounded really boring. We did not go there. The solarium, which we spent all of our time there. The rooftop, aft and forward. So that's five. Five. So the fetish theater was a no clothing restriction. So you could be clothed or unclothed, didn't matter. There is a, it was literally on the stage. They had furniture. They had, you know, bondage rack. They had St. Andrew's crosses. Yes. They had benches. Beds, tie ropes, downs. Whips, chains. Whips, chains, yeah. The Anything you want. Nine. So they had staff on there to to fulfill your fantasy, also to teach on how to use toys safely and with you know with your partner in a in a safe and you know fun environment. Exactly, mentors, if you will. Exactly. So we went down and we observed that for for about an hour one evening, and it was it was exciting. It wasn't really our thing, but it was exciting. Yeah, there weren't that many people participating. But the, the thing that actually drew, kind of drew us into the theater was as we approached the doors oh. to the theater, yeah. we hear this very 
pronounced. It wasn't even faint. It, it was very pronounced woman enjoying herself. Having what sounded like an orgasm. Mm. For, for an extended period of time, we were like, okay, mm. this sounds like fun. Let's go see what's in there. And mm -hmm. we walked in. It turns out she was at, she was, this was a regular sized, picture it, movie sized theater or, or your standard stage production theater for an orchestra, etc. And she was all the way at the back of the stage. We were outside, walked all the way down the stairs, all the way down to the front of the stage, the stage. And she was at the back of the stage. So the acoustics in this place were fantastic for carrying moans all the way out the door. <laughs> yes. It was great. It was it was awesome. Very kinky, very dimly lit, um very comforting in terms of not bright lights or, yeah. or overly harsh lighting. So it was conducive to sexy fun. It was. The conference room, turns out, there's there were no clothing restrictions. So you could kind of go in with street clothes and observe. And I suspect that there was probably an observation area as well as a play area right. in there. Like Phoebe said, conference room just didn't sound sexy. They should have called it something like the forward fuck room or something. I don't right. know. Right. <laughs> but they didn't. No, Actually, no. that would have been aft. That would have been at the back. I so know. they they could have called it the back room which would have been very sexy, but they didn't. They called it the conference room because it was in the conference room. I know. But it, was, it sounded very dry. And I know. So we did not go there. We didn't go. But it was a, a room where some of the seminars, for example, the squirting seminar, was actually done in that room. So we should have gone, but we didn't. Right. Competing schedules, busy, sleeping, eating, fucking, I don't know. Something was going on. So let's talk about the rooftops first before we talk about the solarium. Yes. That's where we spent our time. Right. And the, we went to one of the rooftops. Never found the second one. Didn't find the second one because like we said, the ship is absolutely Big. massive. We didn't even find the gym on the ship. <laughs> we brought our gym clothes. <laughs> and we went to look for it, but we ended up having so many other things to do, people things to do <laughs> that we just never got there no. we had plenty of exercise i'll just say that yes <laughs> we did go up one night i think it was the first night and the rooftop playrooms were nice because they were outdoors mm -hmm. so you had the moon and the stars mm. unfortunately there was also a hundred inch Oof. Very large. TV that oh my was God. bright, Massive. bright, bright playing porn, which lit the whole place up like daylight. Yeah. And it was very harsh. Lighting. Yeah, it sexy. was It was not sexy at all. Uh. And there were probably 30 mile an hour winds up on the top deck. <laughs> so. Cold. Totally the wrong kind of blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> not what you were expecting. Not what you were hoping for. So. No. Clothing optional was perfect up there because anything you were wearing was probably being blown off. <laughs> and we watched, we literally watched people leaning sideways, oh, trying to get in and out yes. of some of the doors because uh. the wind was blowing so hard. <sighs> anyway, so the outdoor playrooms, while they sounded fun, probably would have been better during the daylight than they were at night. But we did hear about people who played up there and they seemed to have a good time. So I would say... Check it out. Check it out. Uh, the and now, solarium. Now our favorite, the solarium. 
Now, the solarium was an enclosed pool and spa, and during the day, they offered massages and spa treatments. Mm -hmm. Once nighttime came around, they closed it down. They brought in a bunch of beds with with curtains curtains. around each bed. All the way around, yeah. So you could have a very private, discreet play area. Yes. But still be in and amongst a bunch of other people who were having fun. So you could hear sexy sounds. You could see people walking by. Now, the curtains were were sheer, semi-sheer. And some of the beds were in the darker areas. And some were more in the lit areas. So, of course, we chose the, the, the more lit mer- areas. Very lit, very open oh. out in the... Uh, Main, yes, and some area. of them had like no curtains. They were just around the pool. Correct. Yeah, they were, and they were larger beds that yes. were around the pool, and those those were fun. We played on one of those one night. Oh, absolutely fabulous! We could, we drew people in who were just walking by because right. you you do draw attention yes. when you're out on these beds. So if you're shy, which I don't understand, but if you're shy, <laughs> you probably want one of the curtained beds. Yeah. We, of course, are not. We're voyeurs and exhibitionists, and we love being watched, yes. and we love to pull random people, pull random <laughs> people into the, the, the lair. And so several nights in a row, we ended up in the solarium, and we were on one of the large beds around the pool one night, and we did. We had random people who walked by. We started off as a random person walking by watching two yes. couples on the bed, and we were watching them long enough and smiling at them that they said, would you like to join us? Mm, of course we said, absolutely. why? Yes, of course. <laughs> and we did. And they were fabulous. And we had some great time with that. Those couples, uh, very, very nice people. And the other nights though, we were on one of these other beds where there were curtains around it. Now, like I said, we're exhibitionists. We get our freak on. We pull the curtains back. We don't need curtains. I don't need no stinking curtains. So we'd pull the curtains back. We were also in the habit of peeking through to the other beds that were beside us. The women can really get away with this, I will say. That's true. You just kind of peek through and you're like, I didn't do it. but Do a little smile, smile, wink, wink. And all of a sudden, you know. A little flirty flirt. Flirt, flirt. And next thing you know, the curtains are thrown back and... (laughs) What was a twosome became a foursome, which became became a a eightsome. Yes, eightsome. Actually, let Mm. me do the math. Two, Two, four, four. six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. Sorry, there were fourteen people. Yes, because there's two couples on each bed. There were a lot of people. Oh my! And it was fun. We didn't interact with all the couples. Uh, there were only a few of the couples that we interacted with, but we could see everybody because we all threw our curtains back, and that's <laughs> that's the hot part right that there. That was the when in Rome. It was just like a Roman orgy. It was so hot. So, so much fabulous. fun. There was a little cross-pollination going on here and there, but so much fun. A little bit of this, a little bit of that absolutely i know outstanding it it was so good we had so much fun in the solarium meeting meeting random people and just absolutely amazing and and wonderful people uh very nice very sweet very enthusiastic very passionate people yeah that on the last night they were going to close down early because they had to clean up because they had to get everybody off 
remember the first part of the podcast, they turned this whole ship around in like four hours. Yes. So they weren't messing around. They basically said, look, you got to get your suitcases out by eight (laughs) o'clock. The playrooms are shutting down at midnight. We're up in the dance party and it's 10, maybe Mm -hmm. nine 30, 10 o'clock. And we're looking around and we're like, these people are all dancing. They're clearly enjoying dancing. Why are we hanging out with them? Because they're not going to get to the playroom in time to have any fun. That's right. So we said, <laughs> screw these people or, or not screw these people. Let's go downstairs where we really want to enjoy the last two hours of our cruise. And we did. So we went down to the solarium and had a blast. Oh, so so nice. much fun. So nice. So much fun. So. <laughs> so fun. The, the most important thing to hear, and the way that Phoebe described it, and that is to ask, to kind of peek your head through, to mm-hmm. offer, but watch, observe, and when people will give you the signal, it's usually nonverbal communication, sometimes it's verbal yes. communication, to participate. But the important thing is to get consent ahead of time. And yes. we did. Uh, we we found that the people who were approaching us and we were approaching them, they would always ask first. They would ask permission. And if you were interested, you would join. We had one very nice couple offer to have us join them on the bed when we right. were first wandering around. Right. She was very attractive. He was not our cup of tea. And so we chose not to play with them. But... They asked very politely, and we very politely declined. And that's the important thing with all of Mm -hmm. this. Ask first, observe, and get permission and get consent. Right. And there was one thing I did want to talk about. There was one couple on the bed that it was their first event ever. First swinger cruise, first lifestyle event ever. They invite He invited us to the bed, and... She seemed a bit, I couldn't, at first I thought, oh, she's just really into him banging her from behind. <sighs> and because she was somewhat non-responsive and we, and so, we picked up on it. We picked up on it. I was like, there's something I just need to be careful. And so I, you know, I was stroking her hair and, and there was some conversation about, he asked something and, um, she had her head down a lot and she wasn't engaging. So I thought, okay, well, she's not real responsive. She's not engaging. So either she's very in the moment, she doesn't want to play, or she's just, or she's shy, or right. this is a new experience. So when someone's not responding or giving you st- straight out confident answers, there's a reason. And so you just, you just pull back and you respect that space. Absolutely. He was he was more gung-ho. He was more confident. She was less confident. And later that came out in the interaction. And then we pulled back, you know, got off the yeah. bed and gave him their space, which, which was and very And the nice. really important thing is to be observant and yes. to be engaged with, yeah. with the people who are around you and look for the nonverbal cues. Exactly. It'll... People, People sometimes will, will not tell you verbally, right. but they'll give off signals. And, yes. and it's important that you listen to these nonverbal signals right. and pay attention to what's going on around you. Be observant. Yes. People will respect you a lot more and you'll have a better time mm-hmm. and you won't end up crossing someone's boundaries and potentially alienating them or even upsetting them and yes. having other problems. Exactly. So we didn't have any problems. 
we we very carefully backed away from them and let them have their fun, but they still kept the curtain open because they enjoyed the experience of yes. watching other people other around people. them. But it was clear that she wasn't quite ready for that level of interaction, right. which was great. And and we did. We we were very respectful of that. And uh, I think they ended up having a good time. As a matter of fact, we contacted them afterwards, and they did. They They told us that they had a fantastic time, and it was great meeting us. And we've kept in touch. So two final things about this, and that is the cleanliness. So everybody's, of course, worried about bodily fluids. We've all heard the the uh, horrible urban legends about adult theaters. These play areas are meticulously kept. As a matter of fact, as soon as a couple's done and they're up off the bed. Staff is like. Yeah, it's like. On it. Like, it's like honeybees on on the hive. They're just oh, yeah. in there. They have stripped the Bam. bed, rubber gloves, squeegees, the whole deal. They've cleaned it, thrown down sheets new sheets, off, ready to go sheets. for the next couple. Yes. They're awesome. fast, they're efficient, and it's really, really clean. When you walk into the room, there's towels available, and there are clean sheets on the beds at all times. Yep. Amazing staff, and they did a fantastic job. Some of these people are... Actually, some of I think all of them are volunteers mm-hmm. in some fashion or other for the the ship, but great crew. They also provide lube, condoms, and there was water ah. provided to you. Correct, and, and usually it's like a dispenser with like water cups, yes, paper cups, so you can you can drink water, which is great. Um, the other thing I'll point out is they give you a bag for your clothing. So some of the clothing, some of the rooms are clothing permitted the solarium that we were in uh you had to be in a towel or lingerie you couldn't be in street clothes yeah and they gave you a bag so that you could stow all your clothes and you can carry them with you to the bed Mm -hmm. now we also bring with us our own preferred lube so if you have sensitivity issues or you like a particular type of lube or you need a particular size of condom bring your own because they'll usually provide the average condom Right. Um, if you, if you need a larger model, you'll probably want to bring your own. Um, otherwise they usually will provide condoms there, but yes. I still recommend bringing your own because there's all kinds of things that happen with condoms and there's right. preferences with and them. There's non-oxanol nine, which some people are irritated I'm sensitive by to, so I just latex put... versus non-latex. Yes, so you've got those. So we, we tend to own. carry everything for everybody, but we also bring chapstick and, and we bring breath mints, breath mints <laughs> um, because because we like to be prepared and yeah. you never know. I love my chapstick. So if you can't tell, we highly recommend Bliss Cruises and all of the education, entertainment, and sexual opportunities to meet other like-minded people. We had a fantastic time on our first lifestyle cruise, and we hope that this podcast will help you prepare or inspire you to have your own adventure at sea. Woohoo! Yay! 2020, November. Can't wait. Oh my gosh, so excited. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this episode and listening to Ed and Phoebe at Swinger University. Please send us comments, or if you would like to share a personal story, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us via email at swingeruniversity.com at gmail.com. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything 
from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.